Good afternoon and welcome to the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Chad Moyer filling in for Susan Littlefield here on a Friday. Joining us on today's program is Sean Hackett with Hackett Financial Advisors. Uh, Sean, thanks for visiting with us here today. Just a, just a quick look at kind of where we ran with the grains here today. Uh, we'll start with grains. Uh, uh, it looks like, uh, you know, corn a little higher, beans uh, somewhat mixed, wheat looks like it's kind of mixed as well. Uh, just, you know, face value as you watch trade today after a big report yesterday what do you make of what happened in the grain markets today well i think yesterday obviously the market was surprised that the ending stocks were not um higher um and so we had a nice rally but when you get into this time of the year you have south america crops developing you have brazil harvest here for soybeans developing you have u.s planting season approaching you know, it really starts to transition away from what was to what is going to be the case going forward. And so, you know, I think the market's going to only be willing to take the market higher on old style fundamentals. And they're going to still pay more and more attention to developing crops in South America. And of course, what are the prospects for the U.S. planting season? You know, we haven't had a, in two years, the last couple of years, we have not had what we would call fantastic crops they've been good but not great and we kind of really need a great crop to kind of get some some bumper stock back into the global supply chain here okay we'll talk about that transition and some of those things here over time you know in in just a few minutes but you know before we leave the the usda report day yesterday uh, are are there things within you know one or all of those reports that came out yesterday what what is the most endearing thing about those reports what's going to have the most influence moving forward do you think um, I kind of feel that the uh, core number and the loss of the harvested acres and the fact that we really do not have anywhere in the world large ending stocks, I think that is a, was a really big change in the narrative that we had been hearing about for several weeks, wor- worrying about that we had actually a lot more corn here than we thought. And that really puts um, the onus on how bad is the corn crop in Argentina What's the second crop corn going to look like in Brazil when they start planting? And what are the planting prospects for corn? I really think that puts corn on a razor's edge again when everyone thought it might have been, you know, catches some slack. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, it looks like, you know, we did end a little bit higher in corn here today. Um, wh- what do you make of uh, corn's trade today, you know, after that report? Do you think we're going to be uh, supported here or is it going to depend upon that transition that you talked about? I think it can still be supported here. I don't think uh, the Argentina drought situation has been fully priced in, especially in corn. Soybeans have had a much bigger rally. I think corn now needs to really look at what kind of production are we looking at down there because we really don't know yet what second crop corn in Brazil is going to look like. So I, I think corn is going to be well supported here into the end of the month. And it wouldn't surprise me if we actually pressed higher. The U.S. report was a big miss, and I don't think we're done trading it yet. Mm-hmm. All right. Now, you talked about the rally that we've seen in soybeans so far, and again, um, at least positive in some of those nearbys uh, through a lot of the session here today. But uh, I noticed that the uh, the oil and the meal had traded lower today. Uh, does that uh, What does that signal to you? You know, old crop beans higher, uh, but the products lower. Is that significant today? I think it is. I mean, usually, you know, the, you need a good crush margin to keep the demand for beans coming into the processors. If you start to weaken the derivatives, prices relative to the soybean crop or the soybean price, 
you know, that means you're starting to narrow those margins. And if you do that for too long, eventually the processors back away from the demand for those soybeans and you tend to get a correction. So it doesn't mean it's an immediate, you know, situation, but it's, it's, a, it's a warning sign that we might be at levels on these derivative products that demand is not willing to support right now. Okay, so we'll continue to follow that story. What about over in wheat? Uh, you know, mixed today across the different classes of wheat. Uh, but uh, uh, are we still in wait and see? Uh, uh, what are you hearing from around the world? Uh, how is that going to impact wheat moving forward, Sean? Well, right now I think that the market's going to continue to watch weather for winter wheat here and in Ukraine, Russia, especially Russia. You know, we had a pretty nasty winter kill event uh, here in the U.S., and it looks to me, looking at the developing weather patterns, that Russia could get a really severe cold uh, weather pattern here later in January with very little snow cover in that southern Russia area that's so prolific in growing winter wheat. Um, and, you know, I think that's going to be something the market's going to really want to pay attention to because even though Russia's had large supplies and they've been selling a lot of their wheat fairly aggressively, you know, Ukraine's going to be down 40% in the next crop season because of lack of planted acres. We're really still on a razor's edge, despite the fact that the market has taken their, you know, the pedal off of prices. We really can't have a miss here on winter wheat coming out of dormancy. Yeah, I was going to say, because uh, the, the, you start talking to some of these values, and all of a sudden, uh, what's going to make feed wheat? Uh, you know, there's a lot of places, especially in the Western Corn Belt, that are probably going to use a lot of that feed wheat moving forward. There's going to be some value to that, right? Tremendous value. Right now, you know, the wheat market, when the wheat market prices itself competitively against corn feed, you know, you're at a fundamental value that historically has preceded, you know, some some important lows in the, in the wheat complex. So I view that as an additional support for this market to dig its heels in. And if you get any of these further weather worries coming in at that fundamental value, it wouldn't take a whole lot to get some short covering going on and some speculators to come in and be a little more optimistic that maybe the price overshot to the downside here. Mm-hmm. All right. Again, we're visiting with Sean Hackett from Hackett Financial Advisors, uh, joining us on today's Fontenelle Final Bell. Uh, coming up, we're going to talk about that transition period that Sean talked about uh, a few minutes ago and what that means shifting from the uh, from South American weather to North American weather. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about what's going on in livestock as well. Stay tuned. The second half of the Fontenelle Final Bell is coming up here in just moments on the Rural Radio Network. Hey, Tom, I see a Fontenelle sign there on your North 80. That corn looks pretty good. Well, yeah, my neighbors had good luck with Fontenelle, so I decided to give it a try. They've been around for quite a while? Well, sure have. In the last three seasons, Fontenelle's 15 top-yielding corn products had over a nine-bushel advantage over Pioneer's commercially available leading volume corn products. Wow, that's impressive. I'm thinking I might add some Fontenelle to my farm. Well, just contact your local dealer or go to Fontenelle.com if you want more information. Read and follow pesticide label directions, grain marketing, and other stewardship practices. Welcome back to the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Chad Moyer, once again with Sean Hackett from Hackett Financial Advisors. Uh, Sean, in the first half of the program, you talked about this uh, upcoming transition and a focus. You think the market's going to ease off what's going on in South America and start looking more at what's going on in, in North America. What is the timing on that, and, and why is it significant to be talking about that now? Because they're still in the heart of their growing season, aren't they? 
Well, I mean, they're, they're, they're in the heart of growing season, but, you know, you start getting into mid-late February and they start getting on the other side. And, you know, when I look at Argentina being significantly down in grains with Brazil being, let's say, looking pretty good, the net effect is that they're not really going to have massive increase in availability of exportable supplies, which means our weather, our production is still going to be needed to be very, very large to overcome that. And typically, you know, we set insurance premiums for crop insurance in the month of February, and that has a lot to do with what gets planted, and the weather has a lot to do with when it gets planted. And I think that's going to start to be the focus of the market. And when the way we look at things, our weather work suggests that we're going to have an early spring, meaning an early start to the spring, with some better moisture than we've seen the last couple of years. And that means we should get off to a very good, quick start. And that means that once we fade the Argentina drought worries, we could see a setback you know, into that March, early April time frame um, as the markets would start to price it, the potential for maybe finally having that big crop that we've been unable to deliver on in the last couple of years. Yeah. So what does that mean for our marketing plan, Sean? You know, if you're saying we're three weeks or so away from kind of the start of this, you know, at least kind of the start of the transition, uh, what, what does that mean for our marketing plan? Is that, does that mean we should be looking at floors? Does that mean, you know, what, 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 what does that mean? Well, it certainly means that with prices still, you know, looking at the prices for old and new crop, you know, farmers need to be, you know, getting some of those cash sales, getting some of those edges on. Um, you know, we're recommending to our customers to do that. Um, and we're telling our livestock producers to be waiting in the wings for that setback to lock in some more economical feed. So right now, you know, I mean, no one knows the particular day or the hour of the high but you know, I think the next three or four weeks, you want to be averaging in some protection and some cash sales to the downside. Prices are too good, and if I'm correct about early spring, it's highly likely we will see some of this premium in prices come back down. Yep. All right. So, like you say, let's transition over to livestock too, and, and kind of talk about what's going on there. I think the WASDI painted a pretty decent picture for uh, livestock, cattle, and hogs uh, moving forward. But uh, trade today was only mixed. Uh, what do you feel are the stories at play in cattle and hogs these days? Well, I view it as you know, good cop, bad cop. The the the, the prognosis for demand for pork and beef in the back half of the year with China completely reopening and firing on all cylinders is fantastic against very limited animal feeding units. The problem is we're not there yet. And the problem is that I that we're that the animals that are available to the market here, at least in the first half and especially the first quarter, we think is going to be in surplus, especially post holiday and especially with some of the demand side factors coming down from this extreme tightening of monetary policy from the Federal Reserve. So we think, you know, we have some downside pressure coming from that for that reason. But we do believe that once we get through that indigestion, we're calling it in the first quarter, we should really see some more exciting times ahead as we get into the second quarter and onward and China really comes back in and buys those meat proteins for their needs. Could an example of that be, uh, you know, cash cattle trading one to two lower, uh, you know, this week uh, where we were expecting maybe an increase earlier in the week? No question about it. Cash prices coming down during a period of expected softer demand is indicating that we are in fact seeing that effect 
that the Federal Reserve has been trying to impose to get the you know the inflation down, which we've been starting to see those numbers coming down on inflation. And one way to do that is getting food prices down. So that is exactly what I'm talking about. Yep. All right. Very good. We talked about a lot of different things here. Uh, oh, before we go, we should mention, too, that uh, we are uh, back in holiday mode here. Uh, no trade for Monday. We come back Tuesday, right? That's correct. We'll start firing things up on, on Tuesday morning. So, so we'll have three days to digest weather patterns and, and see if there's any news from the geopolitical front that might alter, you know, trade for next week. All right. Very good. If folks would like to follow along with what you guys are doing, how can we follow along? How do folks get in contact with you, Sean? Our website's the best place at Hackett, H-A-C-K-E-T-T, advisors.com. Lots of information on there to tell people how we do things to see if we maybe have some value to your listeners. Very good, Sean. Thank you so much for joining us here today. Appreciate it very much. Sean Hackett is with Hackett Financial Advisors. And again, uh, don't forget that uh, you know, trading of commodity futures does involve substantial risk of loss. It might not be suitable for all investors. That is today's Fontenelle Final Bell. It's brought to you by Fontenelle Hybrids and your local Fontenelle dealers. Here on the Rural Radio Network, I'm Chad Moyer reporting.